All right, we're back to talk about things. All the Into things. the microphones. All the photography things. Drake's he's gonna he's gonna be the leader here. I'm gonna be the leader. We're gonna talk about something more photography related. We'd mentioned Lightroom. That could be something we can talk about. Yeah, let's start off with Lightroom. Yeah. Lightroom. What why uh, do you like Lightroom? I was gonna ask you why you like no. Lightroom. No. <laughs> why do you? <laughs> I like Lightroom um for a number of reasons, but uh kind of the main thing Lightroom, it's obviously you can do all your photo editing there, um, but the biggest thing that I see as far as being extremely useful for me and for really any photographer um, is you can manage all of your image assets in Lightroom under one catalog. I've got like, I think like 700,000 images all organized, you know, does beautifully in Lightroom. Does your catalog ever like bog down the program or not? It doesn't actually, no. And so what I do there, and this is, we're diving right into some technical shiz, but uh, <laughs> I keep my catalog on, off of my, off of my computer and I have it on a, a solid state external drive that's like four terabytes. And so it- SSD for SSD. the dudes that like the acronyms. Yeah. SSD means <laughs> very, very fast and no moving parts. So you can <laughs> drop it, but not, yeah. but don't try to drop it intentionally. Because they're expensive. But Very expensive. <laughs> like a two terabyte SSD is like two hundred bucks minimum. Maybe, oh yeah, maybe more like four hundred. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember my first SSD. I I got it purely for the reason of putting my um, Lightroom catalog on, and it was only it was a five hundred gigabyte SSD, and this was probably four or five years ago when they kind of first came out. And that thing was seven hundred dollars. Oh yeah. I was like, I, I just thought this was the stupidest, dumbest thing. But it, it increased my efficiency so much that, that that's kind of how I justified it. So Nice. But Move that just a little tiny touch away from your face. Oh. There you go. Everybody's now complaining that I'm not loud enough. All right, so I know. But they don't, <laughs> it kind of catches you breathing too a little bit. Oh. I had to move it away earlier because I was like. <laughs> Heavy breather. Um, so Lightroom catalog's dope. Have you made any changes in how you edit photos in the last year with like the tools that you go to first maybe well so the first thing that i do is i i set a a preset edit so when or i have a preset edit so every time did that you, i import did you a find photo, that on like an instagram ad of like 35 six presets no <laughs> i made my portrait own. photography to the next <laughs> level <laughs> <laughs> now, basically, after probably three or four years of editing photos, I just found that I, I more or less did the same exact thing to every single photo to start, and then I started tweaking from there. And then I'm like, oh wow, you can actually make a preset. clarity to a hundred, yeah, saturation <laughs> to a hundred. <laughs> no, so basically, I just add a bit of an S curve, which um, mm. I guess as what what that does to the resulting image, it just kind of adds more contrast to the oh, image. Kind of makes it pop a bit more. Mm -hmm. I do a, a few other kind of micro things, um, and we outline this all in the hunting photographer course. So go sign up. Um, but anyway, I, I apply a preset edit on import. So every time I plug in my SD card or, or whatever when I import photos, um, I actually have an option that says, you know, develop settings. And then I can say, I can click on the preset what, that I created. And what do you have it labeled? Like Drake's danky. It's, uh, it's edit. like, <laughs> no, <laughs> the best ever. No, um, the best ever. No, it's just like 2020 edit. But I, every what year I've actually changed it. happens when you get to 2021? 20, you tweak it? Well, I, I'll leave it until I decide that I'm like, oh, there's actually some something else that I do a little you know, that I also do to that photo. Cause you know, every year that I've 
maybe every other year I actually change that edit. Hmm. For a while there, I was into this kind of like kind of gothy look, if you mm-hmm. may. It was like real contrasty, but it was like yeah. brands don't like that. It's like no, no. I thought I thought it was kind of cool for a little bit, and I was like, no, no, no. Like keep bring it back to the more natural look. So so all my editing, I try to keep it supernatural. Not not supernatural, just very, <laughs> very natural looking. <laughs> uh, no wizardry. No wizardry. Um, not yet. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but with Lightroom, you know, you have the ability to do some crazy ass edits, and I think we should try to bring her bring her down a notch and just always keep it, you know, natural looking. Um, yeah, I always go for like imagine the best case like in camera. Yeah. And I'm building a photo guide for our photographers at Stone Glacier. And that's my recommendation is like, imagine like it came out perfect in camera. Like that's yeah. what I want. The only problem with that, not, not to critique your photo guide, but if you are shooting in a raw flat profile. I know, but like imagine like it just came out perfect in the camera. Okay. You know, like the saturation was on point. Like it looked, your camera literally captured what you just saw. Yeah. Like the exposure is right. Focus is good. Colors are nice. <laughs> like your whites are white and your blacks are black. You Basically, know, like you're just pretty much your... just like a very like the camera did its job perfectly. And so you're you telling had your photographers the settings, just, right. to, just to do it <laughs> just better. Use the camera perfect. Just be better. <laughs> because be like pro. if you did use the camera perfect, you there's always a lot of flexibility for yeah. me when I get that photo to tweak it that little bit that I need it one way or another. You know, totally, yeah, yeah. As yeah. far as like from the brand standpoint, yeah, you shouldn't use your editing software to be able to just bring it back to a normal looking image. You should try yeah. to get it to look as perfect and close to perfect as possible in camera. Yeah, and then you can definitely make it look better. Oh, dude, trail camera photos, yeah, man. We're looking at trail camera photos. First author's a picture of Zach. Uh, it's a little bull. I love those where you're like squinting at the camera. Is that is it on? <laughs> set up right oh man i can't wait to go grab those things all right we're getting distracted yeah, yeah no, i gotta good. get out of here well even trail I camera just, photos you, i mean you can manage those super well you can yeah you can manage and catalog all your trail camera photos in lightroom I mean, you can like filter based off of you know so whatever say you've got a hundred thousand images in your whole image gallery and you're like oh i only want to look at my trail camera ones you can go yeah. up to your metadata tab and you can select which camera um, like you shot with. And so you can be like, Oh, click on trail camera. Yep. It's, it's probably like one specific trail camera. You can click on that. There's like 500 photos there. And then, then you can also filter by like stars or color labels or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you could, um, yeah, it's, see, I even for our sick shoot, I, I did a little bit of keywording by product. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I don't always do that, but I did. For that Why'd shoot. you do that? Cause they wanted some different galleries for different products. Oh. Well, they didn't know what they wanted, so I told oh, them so what you, they wanted. Well, that's yeah. Sometimes that's that's a that's a good. That's I was good like, you too. want more than what you're asking for. Trust me, and yeah. I'm not gonna use them. So <laughs> yeah, let me help you out. But then yeah. they haven't used them. Maybe they're in hiding. Maybe they're in hiding. Dude, what are what are? I'll have to remind them that these because those are. Oh, dude, there's some more in here that I that I haven't seen. Oh, you've seen. Oh well, yeah. You sent me a you sent me a list of like forty. Well, I didn't want to share them all. Because some of them are like... Oh, yeah. Look at that background. Oh, gosh. Oh, dude. Look at you out there just being small. mm, Don't want the peeps to know where you're at. 
We, I got, I there was a like big three point there, and then we think it got shot. <laughs> Don't even sore subject. Uh, oh, mm, there she be. Look at that. That's that's that buck. I bet was at least one sixty five as a three point. Maybe one seventy. Mm-hmm, He's bigger cool. than that one over there. You think so? And that one's one sixty one. Wow, as a three point. Yeah, this three point had stickers and Zach was. <laughs> Give me a. Was, I tried to like pull was, the whole peer pressure move. <laughs> he really did. He, I stuck to my guns though. It's like, nope. Yeah, there were. I don't think I even edited the ones that showed location. I was pretty specific on that shoot. <laughs> Dude, I thought there were some nice photos in there that just nothing ever came of, but that's all right. Yeah, smart man. Don't even shoot it. <laughs> Don't even shoot it. Blizzards. We were in blizzards, you guys. Drake's all up there. Ooh, eerie. Foggy. See, as the photos... Okay, so last fall, Zach and I went on a on a, oh, a hunt, and he was shooting photos of me hunting. And, you know, as the photo subject, it's really great when you're both photographers because you can kind of work together. And as the photo subject, you also know kind of what the photographer is trying to capture. As you know, So it's like... Oh, sweet rock. I'm going to go stand on top of that rock and maybe Zach might get a cool silhouette shot mm-hmm. or like, you know, I'm going to turn towards the camera as I put this puffy jacket on or, you know, various things like that. So it's it's really good to have a good kind of understanding and kind of relationship between the, the subject and the photographer. So if, if your subject is not a photographer or is not kind of have a mindset similar to yours, like you got to work with them. You know, you got to shoot some photos. You got to show them the photos that you're capturing and then and maybe, you know, do a, a little bit of directing. Um, obviously, you're hunting, so you want to be quiet. But, you know, if you have downtime, just be like, hey, like, can you do this? Can you do this? Or like, hey, next time you walk out onto a point, like, you know, position yourself like this. Um, yeah. Little things like that will go a long ways. And then, you know, hopefully you can continue to shoot photos of that that person over, over a lifetime. And, you know, you guys will capture some really awesome stuff together that was a cool buck we saw in the timber that heavy little chocolate four point oh yeah you're like me it's like me i wouldn't have shot him either but he was pretty dope he's pretty cool oh look at that that was cold on that ridge man well i wasn't cold because i had sick gear on but you you were pretty cold (laughs) i didn't have enough sick gear (laughs) so i was pretty chilly Oh boy, no, I was super warm because I didn't have a sick gear. No, I was. I think I wore most. I had mostly sick on that hunt. That was a fun bushwhack to the bottom. Ooh, that was. Yeah, yeah. We came down and through this big giant rock field that was covered with like two feet of snow. I have some video of you falling just above here on like this little side hill or something. (laughs) I ate it pretty good. I, you know, I got my Mm -hmm. mountaineering boots on, thinking I'm gonna hold her together, and I. uh yeah, kind of slipped right down about a 10-foot embankment right into the creek. So, but yeah, right. that's a – we were up in the mountains and some uh, – really some pretty gnarly stuff, and that's <laughs> – Check epic. that. That photo's dope, bro. <laughs> you should send that to me. <laughs> Off dead at that one. <laughs> anyway, what um, what I'm getting at is that – All right. A lot of this stuff – All right, this photo <laughs> is a photo of Drake eating a big bar. His hair is crazy. He's wearing sunglasses. It's pretty dope, actually. <laughs> Looks like what, male modeling. Okay, here. what's the first thing that you would do on this photo right here? While editing? Yeah, as, you're as gonna you're edit? gonna edit this photo. Okay, so the edit. I mean, like, just since we're on the topic of Lightroom. Well, first off, it's a JPEG, I which is a saw little that. strange. I sh- so. Did you shoot in JPEG? I had you should shot, always shoot I had, raw. I had shot some 
time lapse or something where I'd switched over, oh. and then the next time I picked my camera up, I forgot. It's fine because cameras shoot such crazy. Like, yeah. I, I mean, when's the last time you like noticed that? Like, <laughs> 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 remember this is your editing style, dude. Hey, hey. Crank clarity, crank crank the saturation, dude. It doesn't look bad when you crank the clarity, actually, because it's pretty flat. Yeah. But okay, so first thing I would do, um, this image, it, it's fairly flat, meaning it doesn't have much contrast, doesn't have much color, just doesn't really pop. And um, so almost all of my photos, first thing I do is I, I do bump up the clarity to about 20, and then I bump up the vibrance to 20. Oh, you're a keypad person. Yeah, See, I never, I never use a keypad to bump my levels. I always drag them. Oh, this is way quicker and this is more accurate. Next, <laughs> ne next thing I do. How do you get to seven if you want to drag your highlights well, to I, seven? Though then I have to press seven, but mm. whatever. I like big whole numbers. Um, next thing I do is I go down to my tonal curve, and I'm just going to add a bit of an S curve. And you could do this a couple ways. You can actually you can drag the line on the tonal curve, but you can also go down. Um, and again, this is for anyone that's that's on Lightroom right now, but uh, you're just going to create an S-curve by bumping up your highlights, bumping up your lights, and then dragging down your darks and dragging down your shadows. And this is going to, it's going to be a really subtle, really subtle S-curve. Um, and then uh, next thing I'm going to do, oh, your mouse is backwards. No, it's the right way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> same, same, but different. It is backwards for most people. Next thing I do is I go to... Um, effects, and then I do post-crop vignetting and make sure it's on highlight priority. And you can go crazy on the vignette right here. Like, you can drop Ooh. it down negative 100, and it's like, basically what a vignette does, it adds darkness to the edges, well, and it, it kind of, it draws a viewer's eye into the center of the but frame. But technically, a vignette would be uh, an effect that you get sometimes when you add filters to a lens. Oh. Because it's like light fall off on the edges of like... No, oh, so that's bad, well, I guess. But. I'm not the expert there, but vignetting would technically be something that could actually occur in camera with certain lenses under certain conditions. But you can add it back in Lightroom. Wow. Point. Do you have a dictionary over here no. right now? Unreal. Okay, so I go to I go to uh, vignetting. I just drop it down. Yeah, I've never changed the style. What, what does that even do? I don't even know. Um, Pan overlay. Pan overlay? I don't know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> See, you I don't like know everything in Lightroom, and you don't have to, but you need to know the main stuff. Um, calibration, whoa. Next thing I you do. You get into calibration? Ooh, yeah, so, mm. again, this is because this, this photo is a JPEG, so you're going to get a few different options, and if it was a RAW, if it's a RAW, you're going to have probably more, more options. But under calibration, I would set this to, I think it's Adobe RGB, mm. and then I'm going to... Here I'm going to adjust some of my colors, and this is just this is really going to make the image pop that much more. And so I just go to my my red, green, and blue, and I just bump up the saturation to about ten on every single one. Um, and that's pretty much my base edit. Um, and then I will actually. You don't think it's a little oversaturated right now on the jacket? Well, I think it's because it's a JPEG. Again, this is a base edit. So, um, so this is just what you'd start from. This is what I'd start from. I gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, so to save this as a, as a, uh, a preset edit, if you go to the, under your develop module, if you go to the top left under presets, yes. there's a little add button right there. 
Well, it's a little plus symbol. Or a plus, plus, plus Trade symbol. symbol. It's Drake's 2020 dope steez. Then yeah. <laughs> you just you can just create a preset, and then uh, based off of those settings, and then every time you import some images, um, you can just select, you know, apply this preset to all of these images. I have to say, so in the photo, Drake's eating a big sir bar. Hands down, one of my favorite pieces of food in my backpack on hunts. I actually got to place a new order with them because I only have like one bar in my freezer. But Dude, I have like literally 150 in my in my freezer. Colby right and I are going to go ham. We're making a big order. Here. They're awesome. <laughs> what, what, which one is your... Cause, cause Dude, they, the white zest or whatever. Yeah, that one's the best. Mm-hmm. It's got a little orangey. Or the of. original. I'm not... This one you're eating is not... It's not my no, favorite. it's not my fave either. White Zest is definitely mm. the best. Yeah, it's this cool little company based out of California, and there's like this one little uh, Oriental woman that runs it. And Really? Yeah, it's super small, and I've talked oh. to Cody Rich about it a few times, and he's always trying to get better deals and <laughs> for, for uh, um, Backcountry Fuel Box. But uh, yeah, super awesome company. And actually for the – there's like 600 calories per bar. Yeah. And the calories – that you get for the cost of the bar. It's like one of the most inexpensive yet extremely great tasting. Like it's three bars in one basically at least. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, they're like $2 and 50 cents yeah. per thing. So, um, yeah, super awesome. Go check them out. Big Sur bars. Amazing. So, okay. So back to the edit. Okay. Back to the edit. Um, <coughs> I don't know. This is your photo. I don't, I don't want to jam up. I think you know, I would just go steez. black and white. <laughs> uh, I almost always go straight to like exposure and like my whites or my lights. Well, I was which just you're kind of jazzing too right now. Yeah. So yeah, next thing once once I have that base edit, um, yeah, I'll go to my exposure. I usually like work on the white light side of things, and then I get my blacks where I want them. That's my general, just like very basic, like. Cool, yeah. You're there. You probably could almost get your light. I would drag my lights up a little bit. Go down to your tone curve. No. And just try that. Bring those lights up a little more. Now drag the high, bring the highlights down. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, damn. Look how natural that looks. Mm. Sick. Really? The greens are a little oversaturated. Yeah. I mean, most of the editing that we're doing, it's really just in the tonal curve and then a couple adjustments at the top under the... So, I mean, if you go to the before after, ultimately, we literally added back in the contrast that you would see with your eye. And so, basically, we set our tone curve to what we should be seeing, which is the whites are white, the blacks are blacks. Like, there's good contrast the images exposed properly and then from there i pretty much set my saturation and my white balance and then it's for the most part done unless there's some weird element that needs like special like touch up but totally one cool thing with lightroom when you're in it you know if, if you make an edit and you want to see what it looked like before um if you were, if you want to see kind of a side by side before and after just press the y button <laughs> This would be a good one for you to do a little caption contest on your page. <laughs> you look like there could be a lot of things going on in your head. I'm sure it's nothing. You're just literally were eating your bar and looked off I'm just the stoked side, I'm eating a bar. I'm like, fed. <laughs> you look kind of angry, kind of serious, kind of, I don't know. The hair is looking sick. I probably Damn. said, take this photo and I'll send it to my girlfriend. And then you, you, never, you never sent it to me. So. 
Yeah, well, you get it after today. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> what what else uh, in the old Lightroom is valuable to talk about? Do you um, ever look at your histogram? You know. Right now, it's telling you that your lights can go hotter. Yeah, it is. Do you look at your histogram? I, I See, but I, that I feel like is a little too, like. Yeah, it seems too much. You can always like tone it back. As a general rule of thumb, you can look at your histogram and kind of tell if like, okay, this in general, this image is too bright or too dark. But then I, so I'll, I'll use that as kind of a foundational thing. And then after that, I kind of go in and tweak it. Cause like, honestly, if, if, if the screen was really dark on your laptop right now, the image would look dark. But if we looked at the histogram, we'd be like, oh no, it's actually kind of right in the ranges that it should be. The problem with camo is that Sometimes I feel like the saturation on like the skin tones and, and stuff like that like could almost come up slightly, but I feel like the jacket's too too saturated. Yeah, that jacket does look really saturated, so I don't feel like it looks like that in real life. No, it's even it's though on the flat image it's still pretty saturated. Yeah, the flat image looks more that's actually more the color. But yeah, camo's a tricky one just in general to photograph, partly because like you know, you you always want your subject to stand out against the background. Generally speaking, that's more of a general photography rule. And so, you know, normally it's like, oh, you have a, a person wearing like a bright, like a yellow jacket or something, and they stand out amazingly against the backdrop. But when you're photographing hunting, you know, sometimes you want your subject to really blend in, and so you're going to shoot in that way. Yep. But with, um, if you're just if you're just in kind of a green forest and you've got a guy wearing camo it's probably going to be pretty hard to see that guy unless unless you've kind of separated check them from the background check out that framing bro that's using some extremes <laughs> <laughs> you're like the lower 16th all right uh one th tool that i use sometimes how often do you use the little graduated filter quite a bit And if so, how do you how how do you use it? I use it a lot for skies or like if this was flipped. Yeah. You know, if you were in this front zone, I would probably do one of these and do one of those. See how right now the image we're looking at it's like um, if you were in the foreground there. Yeah. Versus So I'm yeah, I'm I'm walking on a, a horizon line and so Zach's using this graduated filter to um, you can either add light to the top of the frame or, or darken the kind of the sky. So. I mean, you know, a graduated filter is. And, yeah. Okay. And so, yeah. See, so a graduated filter is actually a technical thing that you could shoot in camera, actually put the filter in front of your camera yeah. using a little filter holder. The filter is actually square. Yeah. You and you drop it down just enough so that it basically reduces the exposure that. Yeah. On a certain in. part of the frame. Yeah. So. That's gangster move if you're using. Yeah. The in front of your lens graduated filters. Yeah, I've done that with a polarizer. They have they have like square polarizers. Yeah. You can put on. it's it's kind of cool, but it's you literally can get this. I've like tested it. You can because I bought one of these stupid square filters that cost like two hundred bucks. Yeah. You can get the same damn results in Lightroom. I know it's not worth for hunting applications, it really isn't. but no. I think it's probably pretty dope for like some landscape oh, dude, stuff. Landscape photography, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What about uh, a little spot removal? Ever use that thing? Yeah, unfortunately. How yeah. often do you look for uh, specks of dust? 
well, you my, wait until it's a problem and you like see it noticeably. I don't remember last time I cleaned a sensor on a camera, although they probably should be, but. I really notice it in video. That's when I first see it on the camera. Yeah, because you can't get rid of it. Because you can't get rid of it, and then it's like a major problem. So I, kind of from the get-go, like when I very first got into photography and, and, and filming, it's like dust spots like drive yeah. me nuts. Yeah. So I, I'm like always looking for them. Um, right now I've got one on my Sony that I just can't get off without taking it into the camera shop. What? Yeah. I'm you not cleaned your sensor? I'm not very good at it. For whatever reason, it just it no. But you've tried never, it. Yeah, I've tried it. Never comes out cleaner mm. than when it when I started. So interesting. But people claim to th- say it's really easy. I've, I've done it on my Nikon, and it definitely helped. Really? Yeah. Huh. So we're just talking about when you get little specks of dust on your sensor, you'll sometimes see small, darker, blackish circles in your image. In photos, a lot of times you can get rid of them pretty easy. Video, you can't. Or I guess somehow i'm sure you could but it'd be extremely time you have to go frame by frame and then if it's a static video shot it's it's you can do it but yeah great thing with photos yeah you can just in lightroom you can go up to the what's it called the spot removal yeah dude and you just freaking click that thing you drag that thing you can get rid of all kinds of crazy stuff yeah the the i used it today is q there was a little tiny tiny piece of grass on the bino harness i was shooting photos of didn't catch it when I was out there. Well, I did catch it, but I didn't catch it before I shot some photos. Mm. And I just dragged over it, and it was gone. Yep, yep, totally. Yeah, if you're a portrait photographer and, like, you're trying to take some photos of somebody's face and they got, say, they got some, like, blemishes or, like, a something on their face, you can get rid of it with the with the spot removal as well. So, yeah, lots of, lots of pretty cool little easy tricks um, in Lightroom. I, I'm a huge fan of, of the the keyboard shortcuts and so if you go up to um if you click so if you're in the develop module right which is where we're in right now if you go up to the help tab and then down to develop module shortcuts um you get a whole a whole key of all the different shortcuts um and these are it's all about efficiency with editing especially when you got thousands of photos and so if you can just use shortcuts to access some of these tools it's heck of a lot quicker and easier nice how long do you take on a photo to edit it? Um, I mean, I don't know, maybe a couple minutes max. Yeah, two minutes tops. I'm really, I'm ripping through stuff pretty quick. I, a lot of my ads will be like one minute. Yeah. Or less. No. Yeah, they're really. And then if it's like I've haven't really changed the settings, a lot of times I'll copy paste. Yeah. And then just go review image by image that's under the same general lighting. And make tweaks off of that. Right. I'm not, I don't ever put a preset on mine. No? Hmm. Maybe I should. Yeah. Well, it ba- basically I bet if me, I studied yeah. what like every photo has <laughs> placed on it, there would be enough of like. Yeah. I just found that I was like, I really constant. like this S curve. And so I just ended up doing the, doing the S curve and mm-hmm. I just, you know, pressed the number of keys so many stinking times over so many thousand photos. And I was like, Oh, I can make a preset for this. Yeah. And then I, you know, I always end up doing a little bit of adjusting from there, but it's, it's a really good starting place. So, yeah, it's wild when you come back to photos, how differently you can edit them at different times though. Totally. Yeah. Even I, I was looking at some photos that I shot with a Canon 60, like four actually five years ago now. Mm-hmm. And I like, I don't know came up with some time i guess and i went through and like re-edited like 500 images yeah. so the first time i don't remember if you were doing it or not but 
I always remembered this. The first time I met you and Foss, you guys didn't even edit your photos. We didn't? <laughs> no. <laughs> we liked that flat look. But that was, there was no Lightroom back then. It was like you had to use Photoshop, which, do you ever use Photoshop? I've used it like once. I still, uh, I don't hardly ever use it, but I will use it at least at some point every year. Or I'll be doing like a layout for right. social media or something. On, I export a photo that hasn't been edited, so I'll just quickly edit it in Photoshop. You can do a lot more in Photoshop. You can get real crazy in yeah. Photoshop. Um, I mean, you, could, you could, this photo of me right now, I'm walking on a skyline. I mean, you could like superimpose you know, the moon in there. I mean, you oh, could, you could, you, you could, could add mountains back there. You could, yeah. <laughs> but fortunately for, for me and, and probably a lot of what you do, it's like, we don't haven't really, other than a few like building advertisements, like yeah. there's really no need to use Photoshop. So just using Lightroom is like, yeah, plenty it's just great so for, much quicker. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Speed and efficiency is, is everything. And the more you get into this, the more, especially if you're kind of running your own show, we're in, like, I'm shooting raw now. Oh, yeah. Shooting yeah. raw. That's good. You can really crank on some sliders now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, with everything in life, you're just always trying to figure out ways to get more efficient at everything you do. And um, Lightroom is an amazing tool to help you do that for sure. Yeah. If you guys sign up, there there is now a shooting and editing module that you can purchase. What's that around alone. for? I think it's two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. That's a... Man, that's a heck if of a you deal. do not find $299 value out of that course, let us know. We'll give you your money back because you're crazy. <laughs> uh, we do get a lot of questions. People, well, people are always like, oh, I'd love to sign up, but it's like I just don't have the money. And I'm like, well, if you're really serious about this and you want to make a living with your camera, I mean, you know, our full course is just over 2000 bucks and it's Our like full course is a steal if it was it really any is. other industry it would be like five times yeah. the price i mean you should be able to so quickly make back the, the money that you've spent or invested into this course i mean it's i mean you could probably sell five images or even one image ideally literally you pay off the course with one shoot literally yeah yeah or you get on a retainer and you make 20 grand off a retainer and you're like wow all these things that i learned in this course yeah got me this $20,000 retainer. And just the simple fact of like, <laughs> there's a lot of people that want to do it, but how many people are willing to take that extra step and put that extra effort in? And that's what differentiates people. And A, a lot of that's just your hard work and your dedication, but it's also like, hey, how can I speed up my learning curve? Yeah. Oh, for $2,000, which for some people is like, oh man, I could buy a new camera lens or I could, you know, like, no, you could literally take this course and now get jobs that actually put money in your pocket. You can do a lot more with the limited gear that you probably have than you think you can. Because yeah. it doesn't matter what the tool is. I can go give someone a $20,000 camera setup and they can take garbage photos. Yeah. And they don't know how to handle the business. They don't know how to approach a company. They don't know how to talk in the right terms. They don't know how to send an invoice. They don't know how to put a proposal together. Like It doesn't matter what your tools are and what your the skill level is if you don't know these other things. So it's like that is uh, an investment a in yourself because we teach you so many things of you're, you're running your own business yourself employed that translates to a bazillion other industries outside of photography. If you oh, ever no. want to do something else. Um, and it just puts you so far ahead of the game of like those, those moments where like, yes, you can absolutely learn this on your own. Like that's how Drake and I did it, but it took us 
three times as long, I bet. If I had this as a resource, I would hands down go and pay for it and cut two years off my learning curve. Yeah, potentially more. Because yeah. it's going to be a fairly, it's going to be years and years before you even get to where you want to be. So why add an extra two to four years, yeah. five years, depending on your ambition and your personal, like, personality and how you go about things so totally and i mean we've had how many how many students have gone through the course now like i'd have to look probably 50? 40 to 50 yeah and i mean i can think off the top of my head quite a few of them now that are have either quit their normal job or like are are pursuing full-time photography and content creation yeah um, i should see if i can find that the number well no i just had i forget which student it was oh oh uh lathe yeah 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 he just texted he me he yeah. just texted me too the other day and uh, this is last thursday and just said that he's excited to say that i uh am a full-time photographer and then you got to the point where he's gonna do it full-time and step down from his job and it's pretty freaking sweet man yeah it's super cool it's rewarding for us too to get get messages like i that. mean i bet probably half of our students are doing it full-time or that's their primary pursuit. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them. It's definitely pursuit, so. some people that will definitely be doing this for a long time and be crushing it. And there's a lot of people that are starting out that are doing super well just because they're not like bursting onto the scene on social media. Doesn't mean they're not like working right. with a lot of clients and like, yeah, there's so many photographers that just like do run an awesome business and are not. Yeah front center on social media you know i've got almost some, nicer one of my one of my, <laughs> one of my best friends he's, he's a super super awesome photographer and very successful and like he posts like random stuff like once every couple months maybe and like but he's landing business left and right and like every time i see one of his images i'm just like that's rad but it's like he's very very inactive on social media I mean, one thing we do talk about in this course is is the value of social media and how it can be very, very impactful and, and beneficial to you. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, if you're willing to just put in the, put in the legwork and kind of maintain those, those relationships and those business relationships, you know, you don't have to solely rely on, on the old Insta, but, yeah. but either way, um, no, we've had a number of students that are doing, doing amazing. Uh, one in particular, Nick Marciando, he's, um, I'm not sure how old Nick is. I feel like he's like 25 or he's pretty young, 23 maybe. Yeah. But uh, long story short, he's um, he's shooting a bunch of content up in Canada of a hunting outfit up there, and um, basically creating like a, a video mini series as well as shooting a pile of images of this outfit um, for. I think he's got like Sitka, Canatrex, um, Yeti, Coolers is on board, um, and like. Yeah, I mean, he spent, I think he spent, like, over 100 days up with his outfit last year. The outfit's Backcountry BC and Beyond. So, if you, if you want to go check out some of his work, um, the Instagram is Backcountry BC and Beyond. So, super cool. And, and he yeah, I mean, just got into that pretty last minute last year. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he took this course, like, like, last minute. I don't minute. know. Like, uh. <laughs> and then he just was like, I'm doing it. And yeah. I think he's pretty stoked that he did. Super stoked. Yeah, I, I was talking to him uh, today about it, so. Nice. So yeah, he, he's a great example. Uh, James Sylvester has been doing a bunch of stuff. Yep. Um, Lathe obviously just just quit his job and is doing this full time now. Um, yeah, there's a pile of other examples. So 
Bo and now Bianca who won Diverge is getting Oh yeah, gigs. the the Sika Diverge photo contest winner. She uh she got a, a free subscription or, or membership to uh to the hunting photog and we've been working with her quite a bit and yeah, it's amazing to, to see what she should be I think she'll be shooting some trips for Sika this year. Cool. Cool. She crushes with the yeah, camera. She's, good. she's super talented. But again, talent isn't everything, you know, it's like you've got to have talent. And then you've also got to really understand the business aspect. And like our, our business module specifically is, I mean, again, Zach and I share everything that we've learned in the last 10 years. So 20 plus years of combined experience from, you know, everything from pitching clients, maintaining business relationships. Not only do you get to like learn it, but then you get to like be like, hey, Zach, hey, Drake, I have this pitch. Will you look at it? Yep. Give me feedback. What would you do? Oh, here you go. It's yeah. like, dude. Yeah, that like, right yeah. there. A bunch of one-on-one on one time. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. So, I don't know what else to tell you guys. If you want to do it, you should just sign up. Sign up now. <laughs> Support the cause. Invest in yourself. Do cool stuff. Make money doing it. Don't know what else to tell you. I think we should just wrap it on that. Let's wrap right it there. up. Let's go. All right. Signing off.